So it's kind of funny. I've discovered that the only time I have time to actually do this podcast is the day that I take my kids to see their dad, which is every other week. So um, maybe every other week might be (laughs) a good option. But anyways, um, this is Jessica and you are listening to Christian Mother Runner Burning Off the Crazy. Um, So I don't even know what to talk about. I feel like this podcast is going to be a general um, synopsis of me complaining about my life. (laughs) But, um, you know, the latest in my daily saga is um, I rent. I rent my house. I love my house. Um, We have like the best location in the world. Um, and unfortunately we can't really buy anything for another few years, um, due to divorce things and all this other crap for both myself and my husband. But, um, we have been dealing with not having either heat or air conditioning in this place, um, for a variety of reasons since January. So we're talking 11 months. In fact, after the long, long email that I had to send out yesterday, um, going into detail about, you know, all the issues we've had, I realized that I have actually called and complained about the heating and or air six times since January. So in 11 months, um, it has managed to go out six times, which, you know, that kind of tells me that maybe they should replace it. Um, and even when it has worked and you can't see me, but I am legit using air quotes right now. Um, when it has worked, um, during like the really cold months or the really warm months, um, it is working so hard to just keep our house, you know, cool, um, at say 72 in the winter, I mean in the summer and say 69 in the winter. Cause I mean, I'm kind of cold nature. I like the cool. So I don't, you know, I don't mind being chilly in the winter and I don't mind being a little warmer in the summer. Um, but even when we try to put it in temperatures that are, you know, by many standards low, um, it's like functioning in auxiliary heat. And, you know, we're getting like, I mean, our power power bill has been between $330 and $390 for a month, five different times, um, in the last 11 months because of the heat bill when normally it's like 140. So, you know, kind of sucks. Um, you know, and we've kept telling like the real estate company, the unit's bad. Everyone who keeps sending out tells us the unit's bad. They keep, you know, band-aiding it. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of like people's lives. Like, let's just keep putting some band-aids or throw some makeup on that shit. And it'll just, it'll get through. Um, no guys, like, let's just do an overhaul and fix this thing. Um, so it was kind of, Sadly, I was kind of happy when they came yesterday to try to fix it yet again um, because even we, we couldn't even get emergency heat on, you know, in our house. Um, and it caught on fire. So, you know, that's awesome. You know, let great fire hazard in our bedroom, mind you, um, on the third floor. So, you know, um, I, but I was glad. Like, I was like, thank God they came out. And it did that because now they have no excuses. Like they can't say, oh, let's put a bandaid over the fact that it's electrically wired incorrectly and and shorted out completely and going to set this house on fire. Um, But it kind of makes me think of um, my life Um, and not like necessarily now, but just, you know, in general, like in the past and probably a lot of people's lives, like. It, it's so funny how something so stupid and trivial like air conditioning and heat um, can make you correlate with like the way you live life. But 
you know, I think a lot of people, and I am definitely one of them, where we know something is not right. Like, we, we recognize something in our life that is a big flag. Like, hey, I need to be fixed. Um, and we ignore it or, um, you know, we try to, like, change it a little bit so it's not quite as ugly or difficult to deal with or whatever. But we don't, like, want to fix it. Um, so I've really learned how to embrace the crappy. Um, I am somebody who thrives in chaos. Um, my mom literally told me, I don't think you're happy unless you've put like way too much on your plate and you're, you're running in 20 different directions. I'm, I'm ADHD. I'm OCD. I'm uber hyper. So yeah, she's kind of, you know, it's kind of true. In fact, I think my recent panic attacks, um, the la- since June, um, kind of proved that point. Like the f- moment that I slowed down, um, like panic set in like, Oh my gosh, you know, there's, something's wrong. I'm, I, I don't have to do something. I don't have to be somewhere. I don't have to, you know, take someone here or, um, calm a tantrum or be at work, you know? And so it's like my body does not have a pause or even a stop, um, button. And, and so it's just a real struggle for me. And so I know that a lot of times in life, when things were going bad, I would just slap a bandaid on it or I'd ignore it. Like that was my big thing. Ignore it, ignore it. Um, and so until, until really something got so bad that it just, it broke on its own. It, it caught fire. Like my freaking, um, handler in my attic space. So, you know, I guess this podcast is going to kind of be about the fact that, um, we really, as human beings, um, need to recognize when crap is bad. Um, I have a six year old and she's phenomenal. Um, she's super cute. And and I know a lot of people say their kids are cute and you know, a lot of times they're wrong, but, um, she really is like, it's kind of nauseating how cute she is. Um, all three of my daughters look completely polar opposite from each other. Um, if you saw them together with me, you would literally go, yeah, they're not all yours or yeah, they have a different dad or whatever. That's not true. Um, but my youngest is my, um, Auburn curly haired, um, blue eyed porcelain skin with freckles, like just picture perfect. looks like she just fell out of an American girl doll box. Um, and it really sucks that she's cute because she's also 95% of the time evil. No, okay. I'm being a little harsh, but she's pretty bad. Um, you know, she's the baby of three girls. Um, I sometimes wonder if she's fortunate or not fortunate in the fact that, you know, and her and her, my, me and her dad got divorced and separated that, you know, she was just at two years old or almost, you know, like two, almost three years old. Um, cause we're going on four years and she'll be seven in February. But, um, and I'm like, I'm always debating with myself because, you know, we, we divorced when she was two, almost three. And then I met my now husband a year later and kind of brought him into the picture with them. And he's been kind of a permanent fixture ever since. Um, you know, my girls are with me a majority of the time. So, I mean, in reality, um, my husband for her especially is like her dad. Now she still sees her dad. As I said, I dropped them off today, which is why I'm able to sit and actually have a conversation with my telephone. Um, but you know, she only sees them four days a month. Um, 
not going into too much detail, the time spent with them is not always quality. Um, but either way, um, she gets to see her dad. So, and I mean, in that, um, despite its flaws, um, that is important to me. Um, but, but still, um, you know, when you see someone only four days out of, you know, 28 to 30, um, you know, it's just, it's not as impactive as, you know, the time she has with me and, and my husband, Dave. So anywho, um, going back on the fact that she's crazy cute, um, you know, and and it's funny because she can make us, me and my husband and, and even her sister's absolutely loony, like want to rip our hair out and, and cry and even maybe crawl on a ball on occasion, <laughs> loony. And yet like last night she dozed off on the couch and she's got a little thumb in her mouth and her blanket in her hand and she's sound asleep. And my husband is just looking at her in awe, like, just like, she's so cute. And I'm like, yeah, you totally forgot the wicked tantrum she threw an hour ago. Um, you know, but Basically, you know, she's always been a pretty hyper fun, sweet kid. I've never um, really worried about her. Um, my older one, my oldest daughter, um, kind of same thing. Um, she's had her moments. Like I'm, I'm worried that um, sometimes she's a little jaded in regards to like the way life's going to be. Um, she kind of jokes sometimes that um, us women are jinxed and that, you know, we're all going to be divorced because... Um, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, and in our family, cause I'm literally like fourth generation divorcee, but, um, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to keep hope alive. You know, I, I, I luckily found a really great human being to spend the remainder of my life with. And I'm glad that, that she's getting to grow up seeing that. Cause even though my parents divorced and my mom remarried and my grandmother divorced and remarried, um, neither of them remarried in a time where you know, we really got the privilege of seeing them in a healthy relationship. And so, um, I'm really all over the place with my thoughts. I'm so sorry. Anyways, going back. So my youngest is one that I've never really worried about. My middle one, um, she's definitely given me some, some, some moments where I've been concerned. Um, and she still does. I mean, she's got, you know, she's, she's the middle child. Um, you know, she was right at age six you know, six, seven, when, um, right at seven, when we got divorced. Um, so she was kind of a little more impressionable, um, and affected by the whole, you know, experience. Um, but my youngest one, like I said, you know, this really in, in, in kind of a grand scheme of things is, is all she's ever known. You know, the only thing she's really known is, you know, mom and dad not being together. Um, so I guess I didn't worry, you know, when she first went into, um, like pre pre preschool, which she had two years of prior to kindergarten. Um, you know, I didn't get a lot of complaints. I mean, the teacher said she'd have this occasional behavioral thing where she wanted to chat or couldn't sit still, or, you know, maybe, maybe telling her friends what to do, like being a little bossy. She is the baby of three girls. She's learned early to be loud and heard. Um, but really nothing crazy. Um, you know, and then we got into kindergarten and I, you know, school was a little hard, you know, reading was frustrating. Um, you know, she's very quick to like want to give up and, 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 you know, but I saw that in all three of my girls and my oldest right now is a phenomenal student. So I wasn't terribly worried, you know, but she still enjoyed going to school, enjoyed playing with her friends and, you know, it was fine. 
Um, and then this past year, you know, there's been a lot of changes. I, I changed jobs. I'm working in the school system, you know, where my youngest two go, which I love. Um, I'm not there all day. I'm just there half a day. So, you know, I feel like they still have that independence of like not having me there and, you know, can, can do school. And then I kind of come towards the latter part of the day, well, pretty much two hours before it's done. Um, and do dismissal things and I'm working in the office. So they're not seeing me. I'm not really interacting with them. Um, but all of a sudden this year, um, she has developed these insane anxiety issues, um, as well as kind of these just outbursts and, and tantrums. Um, and so of course, all I'm doing is just freaking out because I'm her mom and I know I have panic attacks and just in a panic disorder and I'm trying to, you know, deal with that in, in a healthy way. And then, you know, I see a little bit of that in my older two, um, you know, actually my ex-husband, his entire family is just inundated with, um, anxiety disorders. I mean, even as, as far as agoraphobia, um, you know, so you know, I hate to say it, but mental disease is a thing in our, in our family, you know, and again, I have ADHD along with OCD. Um, you know, so I'm definitely, you know, not on short supply of, you know, issues that require, uh, you know, abbreviations. Um, but, but I, you know, I just don't, you know, as a parent, you don't want those things for your kid. You don't want them to be hindered or, you know, or fail or, or struggle because of things that, you know, genetically you have, and maybe you've put on them, whether it be genetic or, or even seen, you know, seen mom, like I see mom stressed and I see mom worried and, um, and I'm going to do those things. So, um, first it was this really crazy fear of the weather, um, which is hilarious. Cause this is the kid that will like still go sit on the porch and watch a thunderstorm you know, but yet if it's not sunny and not raining, she's in the, in the room, the classroom acting like, you know, the sky's falling and the world's coming to an end. Um, and, and kind of uses it as a way to distract herself from doing what she's supposed to be doing as well as distracting other students and, and just, you know, using it as an excuse to not do what she needs to be doing, doing her work. Um, but then the issue was not just, you know, the initial distraction thing, but then she would get so emotionally amped up. Um, and I, and, and, and to the point that, um, she couldn't reel it back in, like she couldn't find a way to control her emotion. Um, so, you know, I, I personally was at a loss, like, you know, to be a mom of three kids, you don't want to have a child that you quite literally walk on eggshells around. Um, because you're scared that if you, um, discipline her or if you say something about the weather, or if you even bring up anything on the way to school, you have to worry about your kid basically having a breakdown, you know, over the course of the day and having to hear about it or, you know, and it's even worse when you work there. Cause it's like, Oh, it's my kid and I'm here. Um, so it, it's just tough. So, um, I kind of realized, um, particularly this year that my baby girl, um, has to have therapy. Um, but it was one of these things that I was, you know, yes, we are doing things in the school. I'm communicating with our teachers and, you know, using the resources available to me in the school, you know, counseling and things like that. But, um, you know, and, and, and having the nurse be involved and the administration. Um, but either way, I just, I really figured out that, you know, I can't ignore the behavior. 
Um, I can't, you know, um, I really didn't want to throw drugs at it. I know that sounds bad because there are situations that you just have to medicate. My middle daughter is on ADHD medicine. Um, you know, she displayed all of the symptoms of ADHD, both at home and at school. Um, you know, and I really wanted the, every opportunity for her to do well in school. And I knew that the medication for her might be the way to go, but that is not for everybody. Um, and, and obviously my daughter's six years old, if I can find a way to avoid, you know, having to medicate her, I'm going to try. So, um, we opted to try therapy. Um, and, and this is still new to us. You know, I'm not saying my daughter's like completely cured cause she's not. Um, but we're getting there, you know, it's, it's a combination of kind of seeing, um, the teacher recognizing the fact that yes, some of what she's doing, um, is, is got some anxiety, you know, base, but a lot of it for her is kind of manipulating the situation. Um, you know, she knows school's a little challenging. Um, and I think sometimes instead of wanting to learn and make school easier, um, she opts to create excuses where she can get out of doing the work with the hopes that, um, you know, if I do that, then maybe, um, you know, I won't have to, I won't have to study and I won't have to read this book and I won't have to answer those questions. Um, but again, when what starts out as kind of a manipulation and kind of a distraction and hopes to like get out of doing what she's getting, wanting to do, it seems like she kind of crosses this line and like it elevates into this like just crazy emotional whirlwind that she doesn't know how to like come off of. Um, and so we're really trying both myself and the teacher and now, you know, having this therapist involved, trying to figure out where that, that little flip that switches, um, so we can try to avoid hitting it. Um, you know, so I've only had a couple sessions with her, um, you know, but she's told me, you know, you can't walk on eggshells. Like you're her mom you have to discipline her. You have to set, you know, set the tone. You have to keep her safe. Like, you know, that is your job. And even if that means being really harsh at times, um, that's what you got to do. And so I've really had to change my mindset. She is my third. And as much as no parent wants to admit you treat your children differently or raise them differently, you are tired by child three. I mean, you're tired by child two. Let's be real. And so, you're a little quicker to just say, okay, whatever. And I, and I, and the words, okay, whatever have come out of my mouth way more times than I care to admit to my third daughter. Um, just because I, I just, I don't want to deal with the fight. You know, I, I feel like I'm choosing different battles at this point in my life. Um, which is totally okay. But for her, um, it's gotten to the point that I'm saying, okay, whatever so much that she's like, okay, I'm going to just, I'm just going to full blown lose my crap and I'm going to get what I want. Um, so, you know, I've, I feel like my okay, whatever has kind of been the band aid. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let this slide. I'm just going to ignore this behavior. I'm just going to let her scream it out. I, you know, and so there's a lot of been, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. And in actuality, I have been jerry-rigging my kid. I have been band-aiding my kid. I have been temporarily fixing my kid, but I haven't been fixing anything, you know? Um, and so now I'm kind of presented in this 
this moment where I'm like, okay, I've got to, I basically have to correct behavior that I've instilled in my kid for probably the last two years. Um, and that's hard. That's, it's, it's hard to basically have to learn how to parent again. Um, and that's kind of how I feel sometimes. So, you know, I don't know if anybody else out there is dealing with like that or, or, you know, I mean, parenting sucks sometimes. And, um, and like I said, the, the more you have, I mean, and some people are totally different. Like I, I have family and friends, you know, I have friends of family and, and things like that, that have upwards of 10 to 12 kids. And, you know, they seem to have it all together. I'm sure if I probably lived in their footsteps for a week, I'd, I'd know otherwise, but I do, I do see a lot of family dynamics with these bigger families and they really, to me, just like have it together. And I feel like I'm drowning 95% of the time. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful that I have the ability to go to a therapist for her and the ability to have someone that like can sit down and try to really hear what I have to say. And and it's since kind of give me a little bit of therapy. Um, and then in turn, you know, try to figure her out, um, and, 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 and get to the bottom of where everything's kind of coming from, where these emotions and this control and all this stuff is coming from. Um, so, you know, a, a few things that we've taken away from this and I'm kind of sharing this because if anybody else is experiencing, like, just, you feel like you're kind of out of your, you've lost control of your kid. Um, you know, one of the big things, number one, you know, you have to stand your ground. Um, like I said, I've gotten into a bad habit of just saying, okay, whatever, like, Hey, I want to do this. And then I say no. And then she asked me two more times. I'm like, fine, whatever you know, no, if no is the first response, no is the second response, the third response, the hundredth response. Um, you know, really learning how to say, I am, I am in charge. I am the authority. This is my, my response. And this is the response I'm sticking to. Um, you know, and then number two is, you know, follow through with that, like do that today and then do it again tomorrow. And the day after that, um, you know, repetition and routine is so important. And I know that, I mean, I know that as a parent, I've worked in the school system. I've worked in childcare. Like I know better than anybody that routine is just something children really crave and need. And yet I can tell you right now that I have been horrible about that with my youngest. Um, you know, another thing is, um, recognizing that, you know, she's scared to fail you know, we're scared to fail as adults, but our kids are just as scared as we are. You know, it's way easier to create a new problem. My arm hurts. It's raining. What's so-and-so doing? Um, versus really recognizing this is hard. I'm really struggling understanding these words, or I'm really struggling understanding this math problem, or I'm really struggling to understand what we read. And, and it's, it's so much easier to create a distraction, not only for you, but for your teacher or for another adult or for the people around you. Because you can be like, hey, I don't have to worry about what I can't do. Let's worry about what an outside, you know, issue. Um, and I think we as adults do that a lot, um, you know, and, and don't recognize that. Like, I mean, how many times have you been, you know, dealing with something that has been a repetitive problem? You know, it's a problem. Um, you know, and yet you create excuses or you create a reason or even you create a whole new problem to avoid the one that you know needs to be addressed. Um, it's just amazing when I really step back and, and, and kind of have outside people 
I don't almost diagnosing and kind of watching my daughter that helped me better understand not only, you know, her and, and her behavioral concerns and, and, and what she's learned and, and her, and her reaction, like how she's learning to, to, um, deal with conflict, um, and recognize those, those issues in myself and people that I know and, and everything like that. So, you know, um, we're definitely taking the steps to help her. Um, you know, I really, unfortunately think that anxiety, um, as a whole is, is probably always going to be a little bit of a concern with me and my girls. Um, you know, we actually had this really rando conversation in the car one day and I discovered, you know, I am crazy, um, for starters, but like if my husband or I like, if I call my husband or I text my husband and he doesn't text me or call me right back, cause he's usually really good about that. Or my daughter's with their dad and, and I text her or I call her and she doesn't respond right away or, or you know, within an hour. Um, I immediately think the worst. Like I, my brain immediately goes to, oh my God, are they in a ditch? Did something happen? Did they get in a car accident? Is my, you know, but I mean, I am so awful about like imagining the most worst case scenario situations that probably would never happen. But my brain is like, on hyperdrive when I cannot control a situation. Absolutely. And it's all about control. It really is. But I had this random conversation with my girls. They were all in the car one day and I discovered all three of them do the exact same thing. Like my middle one, you know, she's 11, you know, she's in fifth grade. Um, you know, and, and, she's old enough and, and really I feel like deep down responsible enough that if I like run to the grocery store, that's literally five minutes up the road for 20, 30 minutes, she's okay to be at home by herself. We have a, she has a cell phone. We have a home phone. She knows how to lock the door. She knows not to, you know, knows not to answer the door, et cetera. I mean, she's a, but the funny thing is as smart as she is, um, she is the first one to call me if I'm gone for 10 minutes and go, are you okay? When are you coming back? How much longer are you going to be? You know, she instantly gets that panic and that anxiety and just gets real worked up. And um, unfortunately with her, we've seen anxiety since she was two. Um, so it's not new to me. I mean, this was something she developed even before, you know, parents got divorced. And, you know, it's just been something that was kind of instilled in her. I mean, before I even recognized my own anxieties. Um, so I definitely think that, you know, I definitely think it's genetic. And I also think it's a little bit learned. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just blows my mind to, to know that these three girls who literally are not only look different, but behavior wise and, and personality wise are night and day. I mean, all three of them are their very own person. And I love that about them. But they all three still have the same fears and worries and concerns as their 30 something year old mom. Um, so it kind of blows my mind, um, how alike we can be, um, and how different we can be at the same time. Um, or how, you know, for people that have totally different views on the world and, and, and takes on how things are going to go, um, can still suffer from the same fears and worries. Um, so, you know, I think, I think my message or my theme in my podcast is always the same that, you know, we can't, we can't bandage, you know, we can't put a bandaid over our problems. Um, you know, we can't ignore our problems. We can't hope they're going to go away, even though we really want to. 
Um, you know, we just have to, to own them, like own, own the bad, (laughs) own the crap, own the stupid shit that we just don't want to deal with. Own it because let's be honest, it's a part of who we are. I mean, good, bad, and ugly, it's a part of who we are. And I think that the more apt we are to accept that and, and realize that that's our reality and that, you know, we've got quirks and, and idiosyncrasies and issues and so on and so forth. I mean, the faster, um, we can fix them or, or try to fix them or, you know, get other people involved in our lives to help us fix them. Um, you know, cause the theme is always the same. You can't do life alone. You just can't. I mean, you can, I don't recommend it. You can. Um, but yeah, so it's really funny how my literally air conditioner unit unit in my house, almost setting on fire yesterday, um, kind of brought me to really think about how, um, you know, there's a lot of correlation in, in how, how my, my landlord and real estate company have handled this problem, um, and how we handle problems in life every day. Um, so I've taken up enough of your time. Um, and honestly, I'm sitting in a car with my dog and she's probably like, can we go in the house now? (laughs) So, um, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for letting me be real and honest and just open about, um, my family and my life and, um, you know, yeah, it's just who I am. And and it's just another day in my life. And, um, I hope everyone has a fabulous weekend and Thanksgiving. Cause let's be real. I probably won't record another podcast before Thanksgiving cause I suck. But, um, anyways, thanks for listening. Um, don't put band-aids on air conditioning handlers. Don't put band-aids on your life. Um, and, and always, 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 um, take care of yourself because self-care is absolutely number one priority. And, and thanks to the 11 people, um, who have listened to me or like the five people that have listened to me twice or I don't know, or the few people that maybe half listened to me and then turned me off because I say the words, you know, a lot and I find it really annoying myself. So I'm sure some other people do, but anyways, um, I'm going to end this pot week's podcast um, with actually a cute little clip of my youngest from two years ago. And it like, I was just looking through my like old, um, little voice recordings and I happened upon this and I couldn't help but include it because it is a reminder that I do have a sweet, adorable six-year-old, um, at the time, four-year-old who, um, really just loves, everybody and loves being loved and um and reminds me that we just have to um remember how to do that sometimes so I hope you enjoyed this little clip I hope you touch back with me in probably two weeks because it's really gonna be two weeks and again thank you for listening um have a great night and a great week to come I want to satisfy my uh, I head straight to movies on demand yeah, all the best in